With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're about to experience a life giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak, Lord. We need to hear a word from you. Don't let us log off the same. Don't let us leave this building the same. Father, this is a season you've called us to sudden fast forward movement, which means we will experience that every day in every way. 915, say sudden, fast, forward movement in Jesus name worship God for five seconds if you believe it why five that's grace why five that's favor why five that's supernatural why five that's God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself five four three two one hallelujah do me a favor, on your way to your seat, fist bump somebody, say, get to that money. Get to that money. Get to that money. That's, tell them that. Tell them that. Tell them that. Get to that money. Get to that money. It'll make sense in just a moment. It'll make sense in just a moment. So this series this month, all this month is called How to Spring Forward because God isn't stuck nor is he stagnant in everything. Say everything. Everything that God does in your life and everything that God allows in your life is for movement. Hear me. There's nothing that God does where he's not trying to move you forward. And there's nothing that God allows where he's not trying to move you forward. Say, I'm experiencing. Talk, y'all. Sudden. Fast. for Movement. Now, why do I have you say so much in church? Let's have the lesson again. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of your tongue, which means if you don't say it, you're never going to see it. And too many of you, you let your situation talk to you and you need to talk to your situation. You let your emotions talk to you and you need to talk to your emotions. You let your kids talk to you and you need to talk to you. All ain't gonna say. You let your atmosphere talk to you and you need to take authority and talk to your atmosphere. Why? If you're going to just succumb to the situation, why in the world would God have died to give us life and life more abundantly and make us kings and priests if the only thing we're going to do is back down, back up and shut up. No, you got to open your mouth and declare some things with your mouth. So speak this. Say, I am experiencing Fast. 
sudden, fast, forward, movement. Now, why do I have you touch your neighbor so much? Because the Bible says in Matthew that wherever two or three shall agree on anything, it shall be done for them. Wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So online, I have you put it in the comments because that's our way to agree. For those of you that are in this building, I have you touch your neighbor, not because I have nothing else to do. There's a spiritual principle. You have to pay attention to this even when you're around your friends. Be careful that y'all ain't touching one another when you're talking negative. Because the Bible says it would be regarding anything, which means if you get agreement around you around something negative, you'll say, how did this happen? It's because you touched and agreed. So let's do this. Touch somebody and say, I cancel every negative thing you've spoken. Now, what did you just do? You just put the power of agreement in place. And your Bible says that the father is about to make it happen. I need you to touch another person and say, this is going to be your best quarter ever. Come on, type it in the comments. Y'all in the building, I need you to make that declaration. Why? Because if we touch, the Bible says it's got to happen. If we agree, the Bible says it's got to manifest. All right, so now you understand why I have you to do those two things. So in this, in this, in this series, we're learning that God isn't stuck, God isn't stagnant, and in fact, everything that God does and everything that God allows, it is for your movement. And I taught you on Wednesday, the movement has two definitions. Number one, it's change or development. Pay attention. Change happens instantly. Development happens in stages. And for many of you, watch me, because you, your change has happened in stages and your development has happened in stages, you haven't even paid attention to the fact that you're not at the stage you used to be well, watch me you're so much wiser now you're so much pa more patient now you're so much kinder now watch me you're so much more excellent now I need you to celebrate the fact that you may not be where you want to be but you can see that you've been making some development and that your stages have been upgrading come on open your mouth and say I've been upgrading I've been you have been developing, and I taught you on Wednesday that uh, often development is best seen in the life of a butterfly. It has four stages to its development process. Pay attention. Four stages to its development process. This is just for those of y'all that can catch it. You are in the fourth month, so for some of you, this is your fourth stage. Pay attention. Stage one, a butterfly as small as a sesame seed on a sesame seed bun. Stage two, it grows to 100 times its size. Stage three is a crazy conundrum because the butterfly, it is now suspended behind the leaf or it is buried underground, which means it's alone, it's isolated in a dark place by itself. It's alone, it's isolated, it's in a dark place. For every person where you feel like you have some dark places in your life, look at me, that's not punishment, that's preparation. That's a good place to be because that means the only next stage is for you to bust out of the cocoon and you're about to be like a butterfly that's going... So stage four, that butterfly, it busts out of that cocoon and it begins to use what it didn't have in stage two. See, in stage two, it was known as a caterpillar, so it crawled on the ground. It didn't need wings in stage two. What if I told you you've been developing skills now that you did not even know you were going to need in your next? You've been developing now for things that you did not know were ahead of you, which is why you cannot despise whenever you go through something, whenever something happens in your life, whenever people do you dirty, whenever things don't go the way you plan. God needs you to develop some skills that you did not have before. So in stage two, you were walking on the ground. And in stage four, you're going to be flying in the air, which means in stage three, you have to be by yourself so you can grow wings that you didn't have when you were, when you were in stage two. I need you to just open up your mouth and shout, movement. Everything that God does and everything that God allows is for your movement. What if God had to allow you to have a Judas to get you to a cross? 
What if God had to allow somebody to do you dirty because the only time you ever do what you're supposed to do for you is when somebody else does you dirty? Y'all what if God had to allow some things to happen to you to happen for your movement? And what is movement? It's change and it's development. Change can happen instantly. Development happens in what? Stages. Now, here's the second definition of movement. To change your location or your position. Say, I'm changing my location and I'm changing my position. Okay, all right. Location is where you are. Position is how you are where you are. Hear me. God says everything I do is to change where you are. And this doesn't always necessarily mean physical location. But some of you, it's the location you're at in your money. Your location is about to change. Because watch me. Because in the first quarter, you can only get away with one bank account. But with the revenue you're about to see in the second quarter, you're going to need two. Because they're only insured up to 250. I wish I had faith in this building and don't lie. Your location in your mind is about to increase. Because for many of you, you've always seen yourself as a victim. You've always said, why me? You've always said, why isn't God doing this for me? And I'm watching him do it for other people. You're about to change locations in your mind. You're about to stop seeing yourself as a victim. And you're about to see yourself as a victor. You're about to stop seeing yourself as being overcome. You're about to start seeing yourself as an overcomer. Say, my location is changing. For some of you, watch me, you have been at the back of the line. It seems like you get the last. It seems like you get the hand-me-downs. It seems like people give you their last. It seems like people give you their worst, yet you're always giving people your best. You're always giving people your first. And your location is about to change. And our God is so amazing. You're like, but well, I'm just going to go through the normal process of jumping up into the line. But our God is so amazing that rather than making you go through the normal process because you're in a season of setting fast for a movement, God will just change the line. So you go from being the... Please open your mouth, 915, say the God of movement. So on Wednesday, that's what I taught you. I taught you that he is the God of movement. And I showed you our introduction to God in Genesis chapter uh, 1 and verse 2. The Bible says, but the earth, the earth, what we are on right now, it was unsightly and unfurnished, which means it didn't look good and things were missing. Come on. It didn't look good and things were missing. It was unsightly. It wasn't pleasant to look at. Is there anybody where you have some areas of your life that the truth be told, you like to not look at them. You like to avoid them because when you look at them, they're unsightly. Where are the honest people at at this 915? You ever had an area of your life you were like, I don't even want to talk about that. I don't even want to look at that. I don't even want to discuss that. I don't even want to review that. So the earth was unsightly and the earth was unfurnished, which means there were certain things that were missing. There were certain things that were supposed to be in place that were not there. And for some of you, watch me, your life has consisted of things looking like they are unfurnished. Where, where, watch me, where you have the place, but you don't have the furniture. Let me see if I can say it another way. Watch me. You have the desire, but you don't have the resources. Okay. Y'all ain't going to talk to me? You... There are certain pieces that are missing. There are certain pieces that are missing. And with these pieces that are missing, the Bible says that the earth was unsightly and it was unfurnished. And number three, and darkness was over the deep. Say darkness. Which means not only is it unsightly, so I don't want to look at it. Not only is it unfurnished, so there are things that are missing, but it's also dark. Which means, watch me, I cannot see God in this. I do not see a way out of this. I do not see how this is going to change. And for some of you, every area of your life you felt like it was dark, I came to make a strong announcement to you today. He's about to turn on the light. 
come on Sunday. I said he's about to turn on the light. You didn't have a strategy last week. You're about to get one today. You didn't have a plan last week. You're about to get one today. You didn't know how it was going to work. You're about to see. Open your mouth and say, let there be light. Say it again, 915. Say, let there be light. So look, so look. And the darkness was over the deep. What does deep mean? Deep in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament. It means confusion. So watch me. So watch me. The the darkness that's over the deep is this confusing place. It's this empty place. Here's the trip about confusion. Confusion is I can see what needs to happen. I just don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how to start it. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to call. I don't know where to go. I know I want to go somewhere. I just don't know how to. Who am I talking to? I just don't know how to get there. I, I know that my marriage needs to be better. I just don't know because we've studied and we've prayed and we listen and we're this and we that. I know I want to start a business. I just don't know what business to start. And every time I take one step in this direction, it looks like I should go this direction. I got all these ideas. Let me help you. But I just can't focus on one of these. Y'all ain't going to talk? Oh, that's me. It's a confusing place, and it's an empty place. It's a place that seems like you have wasted something. Hear me. It, it, watch me. There's many of us where sometimes you will look in areas of your life, and you'll say, it feels like this has been a waste. Wave at me if that's been you. Wave at me. Just keep it 100. You were Bishop Foreman. You can keep it 100. You can be honest. Sometimes you have areas of your life where you feel like this has been a waste. This has been a total waste of time. This has been a total waste of energy. This has been a total waste, watch me, of my emotional energy. I need to let some of you all know, watch me, God is so good that you have not wasted anything. Because Ephesians 6, 8 says that anything that you sow, the Lord is going to be the one that repays you. Which means you can never waste my time, it's a seed. You can never waste my money, it's a seed. You can never, I didn't waste a tear on your behind, it's a seed to somebody that's going to do right. Confusion, empty place, waste, bottomless. Bottomless means when does this ever end? So here's bottomless. You wake up and think today's the day it's going to change. Don't change. Today's the day it's going to change. Don't change. Today's the day going to change. Don't change. Today's 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 going to change. Don't change. This month's going to change. Don't change. This year's going to change. Don't change. This is going to change. Don't change. It seems bottomless. It seems like there's no end to this. And for some of you, you don't like to deal with your emotions because they seem bottomless. So the moment you start talking about one issue, you didn't realize how deep this issue went with this issue. And you didn't realize how deep this issue went with this issue. And the reason you're so sensitive to people critiquing you or criticizing you is because it takes you to a bottomless place in your emotions. You ready? It says this, this the, the spirit of God, watch me, moved over the water. But the earth was unsightly, unfurnished. Darkness was over the face of the deep. And where does God doing? He's moving. Which means even when it looks like it's confusing, it's empty, it's waste, and it's bottomless. God says, but baby, I'm over here. Woo! Come on now, 15. Say, God is moving. Even if I don't feel it. Even if I don't see it. Say, so he's moving over me, moving around me, and moving in me. Say, move, God. Move, God. 
So this is why when we say things like a move of God, what we're saying is, God, even if it's confusing to me, even if it's empty to me, even if it seems like I wasted something, even if it seems bottomless to me, I need you to do what only you can do. And uh, watch me. And I need you to do something outside of me to change what's going on around me. So what does he do? He's moving and watch, watch, watch what happens in verse 3. In verse 3, the Bible says, and God said. Now, since you and I are in the image and the likeness of God, the reason why what we say is so powerful is because this is how God did everything. He was moving and not once did he extend his hand. He was moving and not once did he step out. He was moving and in his movement, here's what he did. He moved his mouth. And the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And for some of y'all, you need to see, let there be finances. And the let there be shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Uh, let there be a strategy. Let there be a plan. Let my kids get it together. Let my, open your mouth, 915, say, let there be light. And God said, so this is what God, this is God's response to the confusion, to the bottomless place. This is his response to what feels empty. This is his response to darkness being over the face of the deep. Question, what is yours? When you get confused, you say, I'm just so confused, I'm going to go eat. I'm just so confused, I ain't going to eat. I'm so confused, I'm just going to go cuss everybody out. I'm so confused, I'm going to reach for a relationship that I know isn't good, but it's just a distraction to what I'm confused by. And God said, this was his response. Notice, it means he answered. So God's answer to the confusion, watch me, is he said, let there be light. Look at me. He didn't say, it sure is dark out there. And for some of you, you keep acting like you're a reporter. Reporting live from Denver, there's confusion in my life. God is like, if you don't stop acting like a reporter, I need you to change the report. Come on. Which means I need you to look at darkness and say, let there be light. I need you to feel the anxiety and say, but I'm not going to keep feeling this way. I need you to feel the depression and say, but I'm not going to stay this way. I need you to feel the frustration and say, but there's got to be a way out of this. God answered, God answered, God answered, which means the situation was a question. The situation was a question. The darkness was a question. The, the confusion was a question. So question is, how are you answering the questions? He answered, he challenged, which means God says, I challenge your right to be here. Have you ever challenged the right of a circumstance to be in your life? Like, I know you got a negative doctor's report. Did you challenge it? Did you challenge it? So watch me. Uh, many of you, if you follow me for a while, you know I've lost now. It's like 120 some odd pounds. To God be the glory for that. I, so here's the truth. Uh, so here's the truth. I, uh, that January of that year, when the, when the weight loss precipitated, the January of that year, we were in a fast. And a 21-day fast. I said, God, I need a strategy because I need to shed some weight. I said, because I'm not going to be a preacher where I got... <sighs> I said, I'm not going to be tired and all of that. And you got to preach so hard like that. And you got, <gasps> I said, I'm not going to be doing that. And I said, and I don't want to have to leave church and go, fall asleep for 44 hours until Tuesday morning. I said, I don't, I don't want that to be my life. But, but watch me. But, but the other part of the story that I need to tell you is this. I went for my annual physical. And when I went to my annual physical, my doctor said, my doctor said, if your number clicks up one more tenth of a percentage, you will be pre-diabetic. I said, oh, we're not doing that. 
Y'all ain't gonna talk to me now. Fifteen. They said if it if it clicks up one, more, I said we'll go run the numbers again. And they said, they said if it clicks up one more, I said well I'm I'm not. I, I said okay, this is not gonna be acceptable. I'm gonna have to do something to reverse this. I'm gonna have to challenge the report you just gave me. So I said, God, give me a strategy. And I don't just need a diet that's going to be a fad for a few months. I need a new lifestyle. I need a new way to live. Change my taste so I don't want the sugar and the sweet. Y'all ain't going to talk that I used to want. Change it so that I desire what's good for me. Which means I looked at a report and said, I challenge the validity of this report to remain in my life. And for some of you all, you're going to have to challenge the validity of certain things remaining in your life. Tell somebody, say, put a challenge on it. Put a... Come on, 915, say, put a challenge on it. I... I challenge the validity you got to have depth. I challenge the validity that you got to be stressed out. I challenge the situation. Shout, I challenge it. It means to answer, to challenge, to command. God didn't ask light to come. He said, come. No, I don't think you understand. He said, let there be light. He didn't say light. If you'd like to come, if it's your will. He was authoritative. And for some of you watch me, you only get attitudes with the wrong people. You, you only want to, watch me, you only want to command something, watch me, when, when, when you're feeling like somehow somebody's trying to take advantage of you. Well, you don't understand, God says, I need you to command, look at the next one, and demand. Put a demand on the atmosphere. What was the light? It wasn't the sun or the moon because he didn't create the sun and the moon until later. Light means let there be solutions. Light, God was saying, let there be me. Come on. Light was God saying, let there be an ability. It's, since it's unfurnished, since it's unsightly, I don't want to trip over anything in the dark. So the first thing I need to do is turn on some solutions. Turn on some thinking that's the right way. He put a demand on the earth. He put a demand on the earth. You want to know what you're about to do, 915? Say, I put a demand on the earth. And I command the earth to yield what belongs to me. I put a demand on the earth and I command the earth to provide what belongs to me. And not just what belongs to me, but every desire of my heart. Resources, let there be. See, let there be finances. Let there be shalom. Let there be answers. Let there be breakthrough. Let there be favor. Would you touch somebody and say, put a demand on it? Which means I'm going to keep saying it until I see it. I'm going to keep saying it until I see it. I'm going to keep demanding it until I cut it. I'm going to keep opening my mouth until my mouth sees it with my own two eyes. Let there be light. You ready? And I talked to you on Wednesday, your mouth starts your movement. Your mouth starts your movement. Your mouth starts your movement. So hear me. God, not only does he not want you to be stuck or stagnant spiritually, pay attention. God doesn't want your money stagnant either. Ooh, we about to go there now. Isaiah 48 and 17. It says, thus says the Lord, which means this is God talking. This isn't a man. This is the Lord talking. It says, thus says the Lord, your redeemer. Say, he's my purchaser. Pay attention to what the Bible says. The Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God. Look at me. He says, God says, I am your God, which means your source. Which means money is not your source. Money is a resource. Look at me. People are not your source. They're a resource. 
Your job is not your source. It's a resource. Y'all got to hear me today. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Make this declaration. Say, God is my source. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit. Pay attention to the Bible. God says, I'm going to teach you how to do it. So it may not make sense to everybody else, but it's going to work for you. I will have you to start a business in an area where other people aren't doing well in that business because I'm going to teach you how to profit. I will teach you how to do well where other people fail. Y'all not going to talk to me. I will teach you how to profit. What does this mean? To gain profit or benefit. What is profit? Profit isn't just your revenue, what you bring in. A lot going on. Profit isn't just what you bring in. Profit is what you keep after something comes in, which means you have revenue and you have expenses. Profit is what's left over. I need you to elbow somebody say, you're going to have a whole lot left over. I don't like the way they said it. Try somebody else. Elbow somebody else. Say, you're going to have a whole lot left over. I got to be honest. I really don't like the way they said it either. Can you find the most excited person in your section online? Find the most popping person in the chat and say, you're going to have a whole lot left over. Because you're blessed to be a blessing, which means you're about to be somebody else's hookup. You're about to be somebody else's favor. You're about to be somebody else's job creator. Open your mouth saying, I'm going to have a whole lot left over. It means to gain profit or, watch me, or benefit, which means this is not just money, it's benefits. And everybody in the building and everybody online knows that salary is one thing, benefits are another thing. Which means not only is it going to be money, but watch me. I got my health, my dental, and my vision. Let me see if I can say it another way. Everything about my life is going to be shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Because what good is money and you tired all the time? What good is money and you're sick? What good is money and your health and your dental and your vision ain't good? Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm living my best life. This is what the Bible says. He teaches you to gain profit or benefit. Look at this, to set you forward. Say set forward. Okay, let me see if I can make this real clear for you. To set forward. Set forward. Set forward means, okay, you were here. I'm just going to set you forward. Nobody left you an inheritance. But I'm going to set you up. You're going to have one windfall. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing up today. I'm gonna set you up so that even though you weren't set up when you got here, you're gonna be set up like you. Please lift your hands, open up your mouth, and say, God is setting me forward to gain profit, to gain benefit, to set forward. Look at the next one to do good. Say, I'll do good. Which means I don't care what you set your hands to. God says, I'm gonna teach you how to do good in it. This is why many of you, you're like, I don't have experience. You don't need it. What, what's me? Uh, uh, you have preparation. What's the difference? See, experience means I've done this particular thing before. Preparation means I've got the skills to do anything. See, for many of you, God was making you a universal remote. Why? So that no matter where you go, it works. Oh, my God. Which means they can put you in Denver and it'll work. They'll put you in Atlanta and it'll work. They'll put you in Miami and it'll work. No matter where you put me, I do good. 
I don't like the way some of y'all are looking at me. Would you touch somebody and say, no matter where you are, you're going to do good. But because he teaches you how to profit, there'll be certain places where you do real good. And in this second quarter, your life is being set forward. So you're not just going to do good, you're going to do real good. To be and to have. So let's, let's look at this. It says, I am the Lord who teaches you to gain profit, benefit, set you forward, to do good, for you to be and to have. So be is who you are, have is what you have. Be is who you are, have is what you possess. He says, I'm the one that teaches you to be who you are, which is why you can't be so busy chasing what you see somebody else doing or being, because I'm going to teach you how to be who you I don't know about you, but I love being me. I, I don't want to be nobody else. I ain't compete with nobody else. In the South, we say it like this. I ain't studying nobody else. Can y'all pull a page from Memphis for me for one moment? Can y'all go down to 404 and 901 and 770 for one moment? Those are Southern zip codes. Go down to 918. That's Louisiana for a moment. Look at somebody and say, I ain't studying nobody else. Say, I love being me. I love being me. Can't nobody do it like I do it. That's it. That's it. He says, who leads you by the way you should go. We live in a culture where there's have something called social proof. Social proof says that based on someone else's success in the realm of social media, this proves that this is the way you should do it. And, and that's, there's some wisdom there because there's no need in recreating the wheel. Here's the problem. Look at the verse. But I'm going to lead you by the way. Which means other people won't understand your steps because he didn't order their steps the same way he ordered. Your, which means you better focus on your steps. I'll focus on my steps. And when we step, we step forward. Say he's teaching me. Come on. Say he teaches me. To get to that money. So, so the guy, so the guy in his video, he wears these, he wears these, these goggles, and he'll go into a business and he'll just be like, he got this little dance, and like this, that's the whole little dance. And y'all know in Atlanta, that's all you. Got. Oh, he knew it. Come on, come on, you got it, you got it. He, he, no, that's okay, that's fine. You got it. Put the goggles on. You, you ask the Lord to use you. The Lord has need of you. This is his dance. So he'll go into the bit. Just do it harder, though. Do it harder, though. Do it harder. Do it harder. Do it harder. So he'll go into a business, get a job, work it, and he'll have his song playing with these goggles on. Now, that's the whole thing. I was going to originally make this whole month series that, and then I listened to the whole song and said, we can't do that. <laughs> this can only be one message, because I said, oh, wow, I thought it was just about money. I didn't know. I want you to pay attention. Why wearing the goggles? Because you're about to see in a way you've never seen before. Woo! 9.15. If you don't touch somebody, say so you're about to see like you've never seen before. Oh, you can see clearly now. The rain is gone. You're about to see yourself in a whole nother way. You're not a victim. You're not a trash. You're not a mistake. You're not a failure. Open your mouth. Say, I'm getting to that money. Watch me. Watch me. Look at, look at this. There are 2,350 verses 
out of 31,102 verses about money. I need you to pay attention. Which means, watch me, a large portion of what we read in the entirety of the Bible is about money. That number is more than faith, prayer, heaven, and hell combined. Which means, watch me, this is a big deal. Say it's a big deal. So, so let's go. Can I walk you through it? Can I walk you through it? I'm going to show you how to get to that money. Elbow somebody next to you say, we get into that money. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nope, nope, nope. Please find the most excitable person around you online. Please find the one that's tearing the chat up. Please, if you're watching me at home and you're in your living room, touch somebody. Just touch the most excited. If they just sitting there looking stale, it's all right. Reach around them and touch somebody else. Say, this second quarter, you're going to get to that money. And you're going to be able to go on your job and say, I only come here because I want to, not because I got to. You Come on, 9.15, release five seconds of praise, right? Hey! And you will lack nothing. And you will owe nobody anything except to love them. And favor's about to find you. And debts are about to be canceled for you. You are blessed to be a blessing. Come on, say GTTM. Grab a seat, let's get to it. So the first thing you need to understand is money is a resource, it's not our source. And it's only a resource because we have access to something called favor, which is greater than money. Because what favor will do is favor will get you what money can't get you. See, money can buy you a lawyer, but just because you bought the most high-priced lawyer don't mean you're gonna get justice. Favor will walk into the court and it's you defending yourself and you get a better outcome than you had in a... Money can buy you a doctor, but favor's going to make sure you leave healthy. You can buy the most high-priced doctor, and they still can't figure out what's going on. But favor will make them say, well, I don't know what happened, but all your reports are clear. Everything is good. Money is a resource. It is not our source. Say, it is not my source. Ecclesiastes 10.19. Look what the Bible says. Money answers everything. Look at me. You don't have a problem if you can write a check. I'm going to say it again because you didn't catch it. Some of y'all can't relate to writing checks. So let me say it another way. You don't have a problem if you have the money for it. I'm going to try this side. You don't have a problem if you have the money for it. Why? The Bible just told you, cut the check. The Bible just told you, throw the card on the table. If money answers everything that means I don't have a problem if money can deal with it and for some of y'all watch me you keep saying I got this problem I got this problem I got this problem I got this problem and I'm here to tell you God says and I got your answer I got your answer I got your answer because you're literally just gonna pay somebody to do the work you were gonna have to do I Oh my God, for every person where you feel overwhelmed, I got so much to do. What if you were about to pay the help that you need to do? To do. Say money answers everything. Let me tell you how powerful this is. The top three causes, the top three causes of depression and suicide. Depression and suicide are bedfellows. Depression and suicide are hogging and dogs. They're Ben and Jerry's. They're hot dogs with mustard. They go together. Don't bring me no hot dog with no mustard. And, and just as a side note, mustard is a great condiment because it's zero calories. So if you like me and you like to dip, go on and dip in that mustard. Ain't no calories. Listen. 
Top three causes of depression and suicide. Number one, mental instability, right? Number two, relationship issues. Let me just spend a little time on number two. It's foolish for you to let a human. I don't care how much you love that human. It's foolish for you to let a human be the reason you don't want to be on the earth. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but I'd cancel every ounce of depression, every ounce of suicidal ideation or thinking that is attached to a human being. And because the relationship, be it romantic or otherwise, didn't go the way you wanted to go, you think you're not supposed to live. You shall live a long, healthy, anointed, prosperous, blessed, profitable life. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. That's just not romantic issues. Uh, that's not just romantic relationship issues. That can be uh, business relationship issues. That can be family relationship issues. H hear me. The enemy, when he wants to get to you, he's not going to show up and say, hey, I'm the enemy. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, sucker. He doesn't walk with a pair of platforms on with an with aquarium at the bottom. Who remembers that? I'm going to get you, sucker. You know what? When he walks in, watch me. He walks in on your cousin. He walks in on your mama now. He walks in on your, uh, on your sister now. He'll walk in on somebody to try to get to you. Bishop, where is that at in the scripture? Oh, God, you, you want to call the roll? Who did he walk in to get Moses? Miriam and Aaron. Who, did, who called Jesus crazy first? Watch me. His own brothers. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. You ready? Who put Joseph in the pit? His brothers. Yeah. Are, are you listening to what I'm saying right here? Are you listening to what I'm saying right here? All right, all right. Here's the third top cause of depression and suicide, money and career issues, which means if you don't like what you do and you don't like what you make, you can feel like you're not supposed to live. And I curse anything that would be in you. What does that mean? You curse it, Bishop. That means we cause it to die so that it will not reproduce. Anything in you that just because you're frustrated with what you do and what you make, that you would use that as motivation to get to that money. You will not be stuck. You will not be stagnant. You will not die, but you shall live. Lift your hands. No music. Five seconds. Worship your God right there. Go. Five. Let me hear a sound in the building and online. Four. Three. Hallelujah. Two. One, this bump somebody said, get to that money. I don't like their response. I, I know I keep having you to touch people, but somebody going to respond right to somebody else. Say, I said, get to that money. That was okay, but I need somebody to act like you're going to become a millionaire this quarter. Up, touch somebody, please, and say, get to that money. So why? We're blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. So when I say get to that money, I'm not at all saying be materialistic. I'm not at all saying be focused and think that your value or your worth is attached to what you make. Because if your value or your worth was attached to what you make, then every millionaire and billionaire wouldn't commit suicide. Yet they're jumping out of windows, driving fast in cars, committing suicide at rates never seen before, even though they have more. Because they don't understand that the more you get isn't just for you. And the more that you get is so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. And whenever you become a reservoir and you're just trying to get, 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 what happens to reservoirs? The water becomes stagnant and stagnant water stinks, which means God never created you and I to be reservoirs. He created us to be rivers. What happens with a river? Everything that comes to me flows through me, which means I'm not trying to get a blessing. I'm just going to be a blessing. And that's why I keep getting blessed. Ah! Ah! 
trying to just get a blessing. I'm going to be a blessing, and that's why I stay blessed. Somebody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. So let's look at this. Let's look at this. Second Corinthians 9 and 8. And God is able to make. Now, able don't mean he will. So there's, a, there, there's, there's, there's something you have to do to activate this. Who remembers Curl Activator? And that teal bottle with that purple writing, with the purple cap. Curl Activator. You sprayed it on your hair. And I, listen, I wanted a curl so bad when I was, I couldn't get it to flip over. Like after, so for every, every mom, every dad, if you have a son, be, just wait a little bit before you cut his hair because it might not curl again. So I, I, used, I used to want, I see my friends, they'd have, and who remembers texturizers? You know what I mean? I look at some of my friends, they had them texturized, that, they call it that processed hair. They had that processed hair, I'd be like, oh my God. So I would go get me a, I would go get me a texturizer, put it in my hair, it didn't do nothing. I had one little, one little dip. And then sometimes I get a little dip at the end, and I'd brush the heck out that dip. Do you hear me? I'd be like, come on, come on. I wanted waves so bad! And I couldn't get waves. I wanted a curl so bad. Okay, so here's the deal. Curl activator. So then I just figured out where my anointing is. My anointing is right here. And since I was 16, I didn't cut my hair off. I, this is my style. Stays at 16. You got it? And it's working for me. Huh? Okay. All right, here we go. Elbow somebody. Say, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. But curl activator, you'd spray it. And what it would do is if your curl wasn't all the way curling, the activator would, and for some of you, watch me, this message today, your, your money ain't been all the way, your finances ain't been all the way, your business plan ain't been all the way, but today's message is about to be some activator. I need you to open your mouth, say activate, so God is able, but you got to activate his ability. God is able, but you got to activate his ability. And God is able, but you got to activate his ability. And God is able to make all grace. What does this mean? Every favor and earthly blessing. Every favor. Say, I have favor everywhere I go. You'll have favor in the courtroom. You'll have favor with doctors. You'll have favor at the store. You're going to have favor when you go to eat after church today. You're going to have favor at, the, at, at Walmart, at Target, at Macy's, at Saks Fifth. You're going to have favor at Nordstrom. You're going to have favor wherever you go. You're going to have favor when you go to the dealership. Whoever's planning on going this week, I declare you're about to have favor when you, and you're about to see activation. Say, everywhere I go, I have favor. And God is able to make all grace. That's every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you. So that you may, which means we got to do what? Activate it. So that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything. Being completely self-sufficient in him. Stop. You're not going to need anybody else. Oh, God, read your Bible. You're not going to need nobody else. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'll be self-sufficient. You're not going to need somebody to co-sign. You're not going to need somebody to hook you up. You're not going to need somebody. That's why for many of you, God has dismissed people so you can be self-sufficient. Say, I'll be self-sufficient. Being completely self-sufficient in him.
You ready? Come on, y'all, we got to go. And having an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Pay attention. God says, I'm going to make sure you have an abundance for good works, which teaches us by virtue of this verse, God says, I'm going to make sure you don't have it if it's a bad work. An act of charity. What is this? What you do for other people. You ready for this? Let's go. We got to get these last two verses. We got to go. Verse 10. Now he who provides seed for the sower. What does he provide? Seed. He doesn't do this. He does this. I've had these mustard seeds for 49 years. I'm just joking. <laughs> not any. These mustard seeds have lasted. If you've been around for a while, this is the same set. This is the same. They ain't the same ones. <laughs> they last. You missed the point. They last. You missed the point. They last. You'll never run out of he says, and I give seed to the sower. So here's what most people prefer. Lord, I need financial breakthrough. Here's his answer. Here's seed. Lord, I want to be a millionaire. Lord, just do it. Lord, do it. He's like, okay, here's seed. Lord, I want to, I want to build a profitable business. Here's seed. For some of you, none of that's your concern. You just, you just want to be solid. You want to be good. And can I help you? That's not what the Bible said. You are being selfish if you're only thinking about you being good. He blesses you to be a blessing. Which means I don't just need enough. I rebuke your enough thinking. You need more than enough so you can walk down the 16th Street Mall and say, I'm sick of looking at this. You get a house, you get a house, you get a house, you get a property. I'm going to teach you job skills. You can solve the problem and be a blessing. Now, he who provides seed for the sower will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. So he gives you more seed so you can sow more. Which means, watch me, once you get this, this just becomes more seed. So now I got to get this up off of here because this is now, watch me, this is not an end to itself. This is just more seed. So the reason I stay in a flow is because I'm constantly releasing, so I'm constantly receiving. So don't be mad at me that I never lack. Don't be mad at your neighbor because they never lack. We know how to release, which is why we know how to receive. Open your mouth, say, my increase is in my release. So look at this last verse from 2 Corinthians 9. This is the message translation. I like this version. It says, you will be wealthy. This is your Bible, folks. It was in here before you logged on, in here before you got online. Say your first and last name. We'll be wealthy. Watch this. In every way. You ain't just going to look nice. You're going to be nice. Shut your mouth. You're not just going to have stuff. You're going to make sure that stuff does not have you. And you will be wealthy in every way so you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. Say every way. So now let's make it bigger than money. Let's make it bigger than money. So why do you have so much joy? Be generous with your joy. Instead of walking to your job looking like a, use baptized in pickle juice, looking like a battle axe, walk in there and get some joy. Good morning. Shalom to you. What does shalom mean? I'm not a Christian. I don't care. I can say what I want to say. First Amendment rights. You can't stop me. I spoke a blessing over this job. I, I speak a blessing over this department. I, oh, Come on. In the building and online, say generous in every way. You see somebody in the grocery store, take care of their food. 
Be like, I got you. You see a single mama, be like, I got you. You see somebody at Chick-fil-A, be like, I got you. You see somebody at Starbucks, be like, I got you. Because when you become somebody else's surprise blessing, God's going to make sure that you keep getting surprise blessings. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Say it. Say it. Say it. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We, gotta, we literally have to go. Can I finish it? Uh, okay, okay, y'all, we got to go Speedy Gonzalez. Say Speedy Gonzalez. No, come on. Say Speedy Gonzalez. For those of you unfamiliar with that, Speedy Gonzalez was a cartoon. With this little, what was he? A, was he a mouse? A little mouse. Handele, handele. You ready? So, so we got to move fast. We got to move fast now, 15. So, so, so we're blessed to be y'all. So let me give you two things. Number one, be a sower, which means be a generous giver. And this is inclusive of your money, but it's not limited to your money. Stop being so stingy with your time. You ain't going to be doing that. Stop acting like you're that busy. Stop. You are not. We tracked your time the other day. We have a report. No, I'm just like. Look, look, be generous. Be generous with your joy. If you keep giving it, you're always going to have it. Be generous with your love. Stop it. I ain't finna hug her. Get that trick a hug. Y'all ain't gonna Come here, Trick. Come on, baby. This is a little. <laughs> you ready? Be generous with it. Why? Because if you're generous with your love, he's going to make sure that you never lack love. Be generous with your compliments. Compliment people. Stop being so, I ain't going to say nothing nice to them. You know, you say something nice to people. They think you want them. Let them think what they're going to think. Y'all ready? I said, are you ready? Say, I'm a generous giver. So you got to be a sower. Then number two, you got to be a steward. Be a steward. What does this mean? You got to manage and multiply. Stewardship is about management and multiplication. Why well, give it to you if you're not going to multiply it? Everything God gives you, God says, I want more back now. Okay, let me show you this in the scripture. Then we got to go. Luke 19, verse 13 in the Message Bible, which means this is, the, um, this is the South Memphis translation, the North Denver translation. This is the South Side of Atlanta translation, South Side of Chicago translation. You got to mean this is the Inglewood translation. Have a few thugs at the 915. Listen, amen. No, just me. All right, let's see. Let's see. All right, so, so, so this, is, this is a parable. Say a parable. Now, in this parable, a parable is a story that's used to illustrate a spiritual principle. All right, so, so watch this. So this man, he gives some money. Look what the Bible says, Luke 19, 13. But first he called 10 servants together. He gave them each a sum of money and instructed them to operate with this until I return. Say, I already have something to work with. So for those of you that I just need more, God says, work with what you got. I'm not giving you another dime until you work with what you got. And if I can trust you with 30000 a year, I'll trust you with sixty. I can trust you with sixty. i I'll give you 90 I can trust you with 90 I'll bust you off 120 I can trust you with 120 I'll give you 150 I can trust you with 150 You've been faithful. I'm going to skip some levels. I'll give you half a million. I trust you with that. I'll give you two million. I trust you with that. I'll give you six million. You say, I got to work what I got. So look at this. He says, operate with this until I return. Verse 16. The first. So now he calls everybody in and he's like, what you done with my money? So this is a principle of what God does with us. God says, I've already given you something to work with. Because I give C to the sower. Say, I already have something to work with. The first said, master, I doubled your money. Woo, that's good. Verse 17, I'm going to make you governor over 10 towns. 
Pay attention to what happened. When he was faithful with money, he was trusted with cities. What are you trying to tell me? If I'm faithful with money, I'll be trusted with inheritances and property and land and deeds. and. T okay, let's go to the next one. Verse 18. Here's the next guy. Next guy says, I made 50% profit on your money. Verse 19. He said, I'm putting you in charge of five towns. That's good. Now, how many servants did he give money to? Ten. We're only going to read about three. Now, look at this next one. Verse 20. Here's this guy, and here's who your neighbor used to be. Master. Here go your money. Safe and sound. I kept it hidden. I didn't sow it. I didn't steward it. I didn't sow it. I didn't steward it. I didn't manage it. I didn't multiply it. I didn't sow it. I watched the news, and I didn't sow it. I didn't sow it because I didn't see nobody sow. Didn't nobody do nothing for me, so I didn't do nothing for no. He, he said, here it is. I kept it hidden. Touch your neighbor. Say, that's not Bible. Verse 21. Be honest. I was a little afraid because I know. <laughs> I can almost hear this. I know you have high standards and you hate sloppiness and you don't suffer fools gladly. Now, this is a whole other message, and if I had time, I'd spend some time here, Dream Team. I know you hate sloppiness, and you have high standards, and you don't like stupidity. Verse 23, watch what the master says to him. Okay, so he's like, if you know all of this, why didn't you at least, watch me, God does not accept your excuses just because you do. Come on, we got to go, y'all. Elbow somebody close to you, they'll say, God is not accepting your excuses just because you like your excuse. He don't care nothing about what you got to say. He cares about what he told you to do. Why didn't you at least invest the money in securities so I would have at least gotten a little interest on it? He said, you didn't even try to do anything with the seed. You sat on it. It's quiet. So verse 24. Give it to the servant that doubled my money. So now you wonder why did the rich get richer and the poor get poor? It ain't because of resources. It's because of mindset. And your mindset is about to be a GTTM mindset. Your mindset is about to be a GTTM mindset. In the comments, type GTTM in the comments in the building. Sound. Get to that money. Say it again. Say get to that money. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We got to go. Everybody stand. Here's verse 26. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Woo. Touch your neighbor and say, you're a sower. <laughs> Lay your hands up and say, I'm a sower. Say, and I get to that money. <laughs> Y'all trying to have an 1115 spirit. Here's verse 26. Verse 26. And he said, that's what I mean. <laughs> I love the Bible. Listen to the phraseology of the sentence. That's what I mean. This tells you everything you need to know about the word. Everything you need to know about who's speaking. Then he said, that's what I mean. Look at this. Risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Here's the line. Here's the line right here. Right here. This one right here. He said, but if you play it safe, 
I'm going to need you to put your goggles on. I'm going to need you to put your goggles on. He said, if you play it safe, you're going to end up holding the bag. So I need you to get to that money. 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 Say it. Lift your hands, worship God for 10 seconds. Go, 10, 9, 8, 7. Come on, Atlanta. 6, come on, Miami. We're blessed to be a blessing. 5, no lack, no debt. 4, 3, 2, 1. Hallelujah. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, before you can get to that money, you need to get to the God that gives you money. I want to reiterate the message. This is not about you being materialistic. This is not about you getting on Instagram and, and, and flossing and say, look at what I got. Broke is loud. Wealth is quiet. Wealthy people don't want you to know what they have. Wealthy people to walk out with some some $40 tennis shoes, $5 joggers, $3 t-shirt, and have $10 million in the bank. And don't care what nobody around them thinks. I pray you get delivered from what people think. Say, I am wealthy. Please, 915, say what your Bible says. That's 2 Corinthians 9 and 11. Say, I am wealthy, I am wealthy. in every way. Heads about eyes closed. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, to be sure. On three, slip your hand up in the building. Online, do the hand with emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, God's coming to get you. Two, listen, what's the gospel? The gospel is good news. The good news is the bad news is wrong. One, two. Three. If that's you, slip your hand up in this building or line to the hand with emoji and say, it's me. Everybody say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace and be a faithful Christian from this day forward. I'm blessed to be a blessing. It's so much bigger than me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just paid that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're sure, join the 911 decisions as of last night. You're going to text the word HARVEST to 55498. Some of you Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.